Welcome to Business Beyond Usual. My name is Eric Hoffenbeck, and we are recording once again live from the Ross School of Business. I'm here with Taylor Clark and Thomas DeClerc. Today, we're going to be chatting about life in Ann Arbor. Before we get started, we do want to encourage you to get in touch. We always love engaging with our listeners, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at bbupodcast at umich.edu. That's bbupodcast at umich.edu. Or follow us on Instagram at Ross underscore BBU. Feel free to DM us there as well. Ask us questions, suggest episode topics, or just say hello. We'll spend some time at the beginning of each show reading some of your messages and answering any questions you have. So in this episode, as Eric said, we'll discuss life in Ann Arbor and what's more important in life than food. So let's hear from the panel. What are your favorite places to grab some grow around town? Taylor, I'd love to hear your thoughts first as our uh, fellow MBA2 on the pod today. Yes, thank you. Man, this is a good one. I should have probably had a better answer on the spot. Uh, obviously, Frida, uh, Frida Batidas is a good spot. Although I was thinking of Holmes Brewery is kind of a cop-out because I really go for the beer. But the, the food is actually very good. Very small menu, relatively pretty limited. But uh, their burritos are really good. Uh, even some of their veggie bowls are quite delightful and always a good time as well. So can't complain about that. Yeah, I, I have to second that in part, you know, as a co-president of the Mason Brew Club, of which uh, I'm joined by fellow members and a fellow board member. But I, I have to say, coming from Denver, I was a little surprised by the food in Ann Arbor. I felt like I thought there might be a broader array. I would say some of my favorites, in addition to, to the food at home, would be Detroit Street Filling Station. Um, really solid vegan food. It's not something that I necessarily seek out for any particular reason. It just has been pretty good. And of course, the legendary Zingerman's, I find it to be quite good, but I think some people think it's overrated. There's mixed thoughts. I like it though. I, there's, I'll, I'll never say no to a good sandwich. And they're so big too. Like I could easily have two meals out of one. Um, but yeah, definitely seconding Frida Batita's like amazing food and definitely go for that secret extra dash of rum and the batita. <laughs> um, yeah, no, in general, I think we went to Sava's not too long ago, really had a great time there as well. Like what a fun little place to be. And it was still warm enough to sit outside and their patio is real nice. Um, so definitely would recommend that. And then other on my list, like I unapologetically loved the food at No Tie, like just yeah. perfect Sunday afternoon, like snack to get over the weekend and get ready for classes on Monday. I completely agree. And I, sort of in the same, maybe not Thai food, but in a, other ethnic food, I would say Indian food. Madras Masala is hands down. That was our, my wife and I's favorite place to order from during COVID last year because you get massive portions. It's great food. And it feels like, you know, you get your money's worth, so to speak, where I don't know if necessarily you always get that at some of the restaurants. Taylor, I know you you might have a hot take. What was your experience coming to Ann Arbor? Hot take, and, ready to go. And the uh, food environment here that you thought and what have you experienced? Yes, we'll just open it up. So I'm originally, or before school, I was in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, which I know to many may not be considered a, a great foodie place, but the city has a lot of really good food options. And I think coming to Ann Arbor, I was expecting, just given the kind of artistic, I would say like persona of the city and like given that it's in a big college town, like I was just expecting this like, Really competitive, really good food that you could always grab at any time. I'm certain there's going to be college bar food. That's very typical in any Big Ten city. But I just thought there'd be like a lot of really awesome places to go. And unfortunately, I think for my wife and I, at least, as we've gone to places, we've just, a lot of it's been not bad, but I don't need to go again. 
And mm. so I think even just, you know, certainly our East Coast friends or even our California friends probably have a lot of opinions about this, but I just felt like it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be. Um, and so my wife and I have actually ventured out quite a bit outside of Ann Arbor. So, you know, Ypsilanti, um, which is, I think, on the east side, right? Um, they've got some really good options. And actually, um, two of our favorite, like, restaurants slash bars um, or breweries are actually in Saline, which is southwest oh. from here. Um, ironically, my dog gets her hair cut there. And so we've had some time to kill. And there's a place called Salt Springs Brewery, which is an old church converted into a brewery, which has really good food and actually a really cool outdoor area. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so it's really good. Beer's pretty good. Food's really good. And so I think we found that, you know, as you expand outside of Ann Arbor, there are like, don't get wrong, there's some good food spots, but um, there's some really cool other places outside that are not that far of a drive if you have a car or a friend that's willing to drive with you. Yeah, true. Uh, speaking of like, if you once you start venturing out of Ann Arbor, like I had my first cider, apple cider donut at a cider mill not too mm. far from here. That was new to me. I had no clue what it even, like, it even existed. So, yeah. like, definitely, you know, dare to venture out of the, the Ann Arbor city limits, and there's so much to discover outside. Did you go to Dexter, or do you remember where it was? Well, we went to the Dexter one, and okay. then with the Partners Club, we went to one a bit up north, because it was a joint event with Michigan State University. Oh, cool. Um, that was fun, too. Yeah, okay. absolutely recommended. Oh, that's awesome. Thomas, what were your perceptions coming in about the food and restaurant scene and how has that lived up to your experience so far? I think it's a good question. I People hyped it up front. Like, I had never been to Ann Arbor prior to moving, oh. you know, permanently. So it, it was very much a surprise for me. But what the people hyped the most, I think, was the ice cream. Like, and there were very <laughs> strong opinions on, like, which ice cream was best. And my yeah. wife loves ice cream. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we obviously had to test them all. I don't know, like... I'm still on the fence. I like multiple, like Blank Slates maybe has my preference, but I'm really not against any of them. Like they're all been really high quality. Yeah, I mean, as an ice cream connoisseur myself, and, uh, <laughs> my wife very much agrees with that. I've been pretty impressed with the ice cream scene. Blank Slate's pretty good. My my fun fact, or my, I don't know if they have fun fact, but like way to avoid the line in the summer is at least previously, with what, especially during high COVID times, they were allowing you to order ahead oh, wow. where you would just come and pick it up. <laughs> and so you'd get a little bag. The line's way out the door, you know, 20, 30, 40 Always. people deep. And you just roll up, you call, and you say, hey, I might come here to pick up my ice cream. And then you get a little bag, and you just either eat it right there or you just take it home um, and eat it. So if, you know, you're just in some blank slate on a hot day, that's a, a potential uh, scoop for you. But wow. um, really like blank slate. Honestly, even like, the you know, as silly as this is, like the Dairy Queen White by Woodbury. It's a good option. You can't it's go wrong with Oreo Blizzard. I know that's like very basic. You can go to Dairy Queen anywhere. I feel like there's another ice cream place that's local I cannot think of off the top of my head. It, it happens to be my favorite. Oh, there we go. Washtenaw Dairy. Washtenaw Dairy. There we go, yes. Which is, uh, a, it's a staple. It's a classic. It's You get seemingly way, way, way too much ice cream for like a dollar and 50 cents. That is true, yes. though. Yeah. And I always take the kitty size. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always am thinking like, gosh, you know, I could go for two scoops, so I say double, and it, <laughs> I feel like I have dinner. It's an entire meal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ice cream I think for context for people that haven't been there, so like when you go to a normal ice cream shop and you ask for one scoop in a cup, usually it's like, what, one and a half? It's a good size, but like it's not too much, not too little. Like that's their kid's version. Yeah. So if you ask for one scoop, you're getting like three to four scoops of ice cream, which is great if you love ice cream, but sometimes it's just too much. But the beauty of Washington is that you're paying like, the price for that one scoop, which is really like four, yeah. is way less than Blank Slate and other places. So you definitely get like, in terms of very NBA term, price to ice cream ratio, 
is probably at its all-time high at Washtenaw Wash Dairy. Compared I feel like, like that's a better economic indicator than the Big Mac index. Like that <laughs> should definitely go. be a thing. Yeah, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, in the beginning of semester, there was this big power outage. And I was so touched by how Washtenaw Dairy handled that because like they were in the zone. They didn't have mm. power at all. They dragged all of their big jars of ice cream outside and were just like, selling massive pots for a dollar each just to like, it's going to melt anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, and it was just such that. a fun community event. Like the entire neighborhood came out. It was really, really nice. No kidding. Yeah, it was oh my how to deal with crisis. They they nailed that. Wow. Uh, honestly, that should be in the leadership crisis challenge. Now. It should. <laughs> how you you have an ice cream shop and power goes out. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Washtenaw Dairy, sort of a side plug for the local spot. They also have great donuts in the morning. Oh, that's true. Um, and you can great call ahead, um, have them ready to go. I know I actually traveled up to the Michigan State game in Lansing with Taylor, and we grabbed some donuts on our way out of town. And just, you know, one of those classic local spots that's been around for, gosh, I think 50, 60 years. So I will say that was something, you know, I sort of expected there could be a limited food scene only because it is a college town, but it's still a much smaller place than, say, a Detroit, mm-hmm. and certainly, say, a New York City or a Los Angeles or San Francisco. But I think what I've come to appreciate a bit is the some of the, like, unique spots that have just been here. Of course, you've got your Zingerman's, which is now an empire. You've got your Washtenaw Dairy. Sava's and the owners of Sava's opened the borough over in Dixboro, which has great pizza. It's this brand-new spot. It's very hip. It's very fun. So I think I appreciate some of the, like, local sentiment. But I know that can be tough sometimes when people are used to having 30 options within a, you know, 10 block walk. Yeah. True. You hit on a very like contentious topic though, like heavily debated. What's the best pizza in Ann Arbor? I was about, to, I was about to ask if you guys have had Detroit style pizza before. Well, the answer that's is no. another one. Do you have a favorite? My favorite is Joe's. Like it's a it's a campus staple. <laughs> you can't go around it. I see Taylor's eyes. Like I don't know if he's. I know. I, or not, I, I honestly <laughs> don't have an opinion. I probably have not uh, experimented with all the pizza places enough. You know, you're trying to eat healthy, so like obviously pizza That's and fair. health don't really go too well together. So <laughs> pizza's like a. Pizza's like my wife's out of town, and I get to do like my one thing, which <laughs> with COVID doesn't happen very often. So. I haven't really had that much pizza in the last year, so but I've heard Joe's is very good, so I need to try it still. But I, definitely it's not a good on my, option. Yeah. Haven't had it yet. What would your favorite be, Taylor? Also, I think Joe's is out of New York, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's one of their only locations outside of New York. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah, no, very that's, popular with the undergrads. Very. Oh yeah. I don't even. I really haven't had. I'll tell you what. I got some. Uh, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno's. Although, plot twist on that, you can get DiGiorno's on Uber Eats now. <laughs> so really changing the messaging. But I will say uh, some tailgating, just some tips. You know, you get a frozen pizza, you cook it the night before so it's a little bit cooked, and then you just throw it in a little bag. Yep. And then as you're walking around tailgating, you need a little snack before the game, have some kind of cold, warm pizza, good to go. That is a pro nice. tip. Yeah, that nice. and goldfish. That was like my like September lunch before football games. <laughs> go to the bus. <laughs> On the way to the bus to the football game, have some pizza and goldfish. As I said, eating really healthy. Wow, yeah, um, seriously. But, Excellent, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's why I meal. don't think I have a really, like, I've not tried enough of the pizza places. I have gone to a, a few places in Detroit hmm. where I actually had Detroit-style pizza. And I cannot remember, the, I think it's like Como's or something like that. I have to look it up. But there was one that was really good that I liked. But I have not experimented as much as I probably, that a undergrad tailor would have done for sure, to yeah. say the least. So definitely. Well, maybe we'll wrap this uh, this segment about food up with one fun pizza fact about Ann Arbor. Domino's founded in Ann Arbor, That's 1960. True. That yeah. is true. A lot of people don't know that. It's crazy. 
And it is funny because some people will say like, oh, do you want to have the local pizza tonight? And of course, they mean it's Domino's. Domino's. Yeah. Um, that is an excellent fun fact. And another great local chain is Buddy's Pizza. And mm. they do Detroit style pizza. There's a good one actually on the way to Saline. Next so, on my list. Clearly, next on your list yes. to try. There you go. Thanks, all. Now let's take a brief pause to hear from one of our sponsors. Several affinity clubs at Ross are co-sponsoring a festive Christmas party to allow our communities to come together and celebrate the season. Join Asian American Business Association, African Business Club, Black Business Student Association, and the Hispanic Business Student Association for a holidays party on December 11th at 7.30 to 10 p.m. at the Sheridan in Ann Arbor. The event will feature holiday cocktails as well as a two-hour open bar. Odeurs will be served and cocktail attire is requested for the event. There will be a click race for members and allies of AABA, ABC, BBSA, and HBSA to purchase after Thanksgiving break and then tickets will open for the larger Ross community after that. We hope to see you there. Thanks to AABA, ABC, BBSA, and HBSA for sponsoring the episode. Really looking forward to an awesome event. Yeah, it sounds like a great event. And Taylor, I know you're involved with BBSA, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I am one of our co-vice presidents of allyship for BBSA. And I think what I'm really excited about this event is one of the things that we've kind of talked about a lot in the, I would say, affinity clubs of Ross is a lot of organizations historically have sometimes done their own thing. So they're operating, trying to figure out how to get you know students to engage with them within their particular realm that they're focusing on. And I think we've really been trying to push as a class you know, in general, to build in more kind of co-sponsoring and co-branding opportunities. And so to have four different affinity groups all come together to have kind of a celebration of communities during the Christmas holiday season um, will be a lot of fun. And I'm super excited to go and get a little fancy and and dress up and celebrate um, a great year with classmates and friends. Yeah, another excuse to use that suit that's not for a recruiting event. Exactly, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. That's why we have our suits, right? Yeah, it's exactly. It's a better reason to use it, I'd say, but yeah. <laughs> huh. So while we're in town, I mean, we've, we've discussed food, but we can't eat all day. Like, what are things that we like doing around town? Eric, do you have a top three of activities that you take newbies to town in? It's a, it's a good question. I think something that I and then my wife and I both like about Ann Arbor. And actually, my wife grew up in a small college town in Colorado. So this has felt very homey for her, um, is just like being able to do everything from going to, say, either the fun bar in town or very quickly can go and get out and do either a sort of a fuller hike, like at Pinckney State Park, which is just about a 25, 30 minute drive up the highway. Or, of course, the ARB. Um, the ARB is a, it's a massive arboretum that's owned by the University of Michigan here that is open to the public, and you can learn all about the different trees and plants in there. It's, a, it's an amazing place right there on the Huron River. Getting outside and hitting one of the two of those every weekend has been really refreshing for us. Um, so I'd say you know, sort of exploring around like bars and restaurants, definitely hitting the ARB. Uh, and number three, I mean, it sort of comes with the territory of being at the University of Michigan is attending the sports games. We, of course, as of this recording, have the game coming Oof. up on Saturday. The Big biggest game. it'll Big be game. in, gosh, decades. Um, we've recently gone to a couple of basketball games and a hockey game. And so we're excited to go to more of those sporting events and like sort of 
be there like many of the community members are. So yeah, that that those would be our top three, I think. Yeah, football wise, I'm definitely a convert. Like born and raised in Europe, so football is a very different sport. <laughs> but <laughs> moving to Ann Arbor, you gotta go. And it's been I've 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 not missed a single bus and game. So yeah. I'm like I'm I'm enjoying this sport way more than I thought I would. And <laughs> I don't even understand half of the time what's happening really, but that's fine. Yeah. You picked a good year to come, that's for sure. <laughs> How about you, Taylor? Um Part of the reason why I probably couldn't pick a good pizza place earlier is that I love to cook. So for me, like cooking has become almost therapeutic over the last, I would say, really probably since the start of school um, last year. And so for my wife and I, one of the things that we really love to do is go to Carytown on Saturdays where there's a big farmer's market that has a whole bunch of um, different vendors and small little places. We have a pierogi lady that we go to get. Uh, pierogies and kielbasa and a bunch of other cool, more Eastern Europe foods that we love to cook. Um, and then just to kind of walk around and grab different things. I think anytime either of our parents are in town over a weekend, we always go and do that. Uh, Roos Roast, which is a local coffee place. There's one right next to Woodbury where Thomas and I live, but um, there's also one in downtown Ann Arbor too. And love to go and just grab a cup of coffee there and kind of relax or, or grab our, our beans for the week to make as well. So I think that's usually our big weekend um, Saturday morning when it's not a sports weekend or something like that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And I think one thing that we've not done a lot yet, but I want to start to do, especially as it gets colder and we're looking for more activities, is actually go to Detroit more often. So yeah. like, I've heard amazing things about the Ford Museum. I actually might go there tomorrow with my in-laws that are in town for the week, but Detroit's a huge city that has a lot of really cool aspects that it's so easy to get caught up in Ann Arbor and football weekends and basketball and hockey, et cetera. Um, and just people doing things here that I want to make sure we take advantage of being close to a city that we haven't had a chance to visit a lot yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving this topic because my parents are coming over Ooh. for like the first time ever in the Midwest, even. Okay, so yeah. Ann Arbor is like uncharted territory and I'm definitely feeling inspired in activities that I'm taking them to. But yeah, Detroit trip is on our list as well. And then just touring campus. I love this camp. It's so beautiful, especially now we just had the fall. It's a little bit less colorful now, but, you know, the law quad is very beautiful, like the law library as well. Ross Building, beautiful in its own way, just very different from the rest of the, the campus. But yeah. yeah, and then there's the Museum of Art. There's the Museum of Natural History. Like University of Michigan has so much, so many things to offer, just to, like waltz around town. Yeah. It's really great. We didn't get this, it's not really food, but kind of been just like the artsy culture that Ann Arbor has. The Ann Arbor Arts Festival yeah. that I think is in August usually. Um, they was canceled the year before, but had it this past summer. And it was awesome. Like, I feel like it was like a mile of different vendors that had all different sorts of things. And so it was super awesome to walk through and just see Ann Arbor and kind of see like, going back to the initial conversation of like what you envisioned Ann Arbor being, that's what I thought it was going to be. Those are like just cool weekend examples where obviously it's not going to be every weekend. But there's some really cool big events that a lot of people come to. There were artists from California um, that come just for this weekend. So it was, I think those are different things just to keep an eye out for. Uh, that could be fun thing for you to do. And then even whether it's the summer or just an off weekend that um, you don't have any plans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say like, even like the Parks and Rec Department of Ann Arbor does mm -hmm. a great job at organizing like small things around throughout the year. I think one of the parks now has an open air ice rink that you can go <laughs> ice skating. I mean, that's a great weekend activity. Yeah. yeah. The um, farmer's market runs Saturdays and Wednesday afternoons mm -hmm. year-round, 
which was shocking to me because I sort of, before coming here, was told that, you know, the Midwest is so cold. <laughs> um, and it, it does get cold, but... We had 17 degrees this morning, Eric. Like, it, it gets cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> it does get cold. But it did feel, you know, it was exciting to see that, you know, people don't just shut down their life just because it gets cold out. Although, of course, when Taylor and I were here last year, it was a little bit more shut down. But like Taylor mentioned, seeing the art fair happen again and the town was so vibrant. Um, I'm curious for both of you, you know, as you envisioned Ann Arbor before you got here, mm. if, if there's like a word or a phrase that comes to mind and I can lead and hopefully I'm not stealing your word, but give you time to think is in my mind, it's like charming. So, you know, you got your cute, downtown main street and liberty with the, you know with the theaters the state and michigan theaters like i sort of that's what i envisioned and then when i came here on interview day actually you know about a month before covid mm, started mm-hmm. uh, spreading across the country it like very much lived up to that expectation for me and so maybe that sort of informed what i knew i was coming into but i'm curious what you guys would say yeah i don't know i for me, it was hard to gauge like upfront because I had never been like like my experiences in the U.S. had been limited like to L.A., which is like very different from, <laughs> um, <laughs> from Ann Arbor. So yeah, I would say from most once of the U.S. I, honestly, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Once I arrived, I definitely like the word I would use to describe is concentrated. Like once you're in downtown, like everything is there. You don't have to like in L.A. For example, you don't need a car to like go see a movie and then go to a restaurant. That's a two minute walk in Ann Arbor, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like low-key, but like in a good way. In the aspect of everyone's just together. Like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. It's not like the hustle and bustle and big city feel where you're like rushing to get through everything except the ticket gate for a football game. But <laughs> otherwise, it, I think it's just low-key. Like everyone's just laid back and enjoying life almost as like cliche as that is. But I agree, charming is a good descriptor for it. Huh. It has kind of everything that you need in a big college town. Yeah, it's true. One of my um, events that I'm looking forward to most is coming up. It's uh, Midnight Madness. So like Ann Arbor does its own little Black Friday a week later. So it's the first Friday of December and all the stores on Main Street are open till 11 p.m. My favorite bar in Ann Arbor does one night reopening. Bill's Beer Garden is going to be open again for one night. Unfortunately, they're already closed for the season because it's kind of cold to sit outside. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Just like happy that my parents are in town for that as well. Like they're going to be able to have that only experience. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That's awesome. Actually, that raises a good question and maybe to sort of close out this segment before we hear from another sponsor is, of course, we're all here for school first. (laughs) We're all here for recruiting. We all are part of lots of clubs and actually all three of us are married. So I'm curious from your experience so far, and I'll start with Taylor and then would love to hear from you, Thomas. Part of this conversation is we have limited time to experience where we're living. And and also last year, of course, we were not going out that often. Yeah. How much time do you feel like you have been able to sort of explore Ann Arbor? Or whereas, like, when push comes to shove, have you sort of said, well, I'm here for the academic, the social environment of school, so that's why I prioritize that. Yeah, I think, um, Eric, this answer probably won't surprise you since we're good friends, but I would say that my priority is always around the people as opposed to the location. So yeah, I would... If you gave me the option to like go explore a new part of maybe Ann Arbor that I haven't visited or have coffee with, you know, three friends that I haven't seen in a month and talk for three hours in a coffee shop, like I'm picking the coffee shop and friends every single time. So because people that I'm like my family friends are so important to me and building that connection. So I would say that I probably have sacrificed exploring more 
of Ann Arbor and Detroit and the surrounding area to focus on building further relationships with classmates and friends that I've developed or started to develop over the last year. Um, And I'm quite happy with that decision because Ann Arbor will hopefully always be here, but like those friendships aren't always definite. So I probably have sacrificed a bit of the traveling around to seeing things, but I'm, you know, ideally spending it with people that I want to, you know, have a lifelong friendship with. And I'm pretty okay with it at the moment. So definitely. Yeah. Ask me like after we graduate, if I still feel that way, but (laughs) at least right now I'm hopeful that that's, that's the case. So deal. How about you, Thomas? My wife has a cousin who graduated law school here a couple years ago. And so he gave me a list of these are things that I really enjoyed and you should definitely do. And so I've just been every couple of weeks, like trying to knock one off. Like I'm really doing it as an MBA. I have a to-do list and I'm putting it in my calendar. That's how we're nailing this. So yeah, trying to do as much as possible. Like, I don't know where my job is going to be after this. And so better enjoy it while it's there. Definitely. So this year's iteration of Tech Week is coming up December 6th through December 10th. And you won't want to miss this week full of networking inspiring events, and a keynote delivered by Alex Lieberman, Ross alum, and a co-founder of Morning Brew, email we're obviously all subscribed to. And so this year's conference team will be resilient with tech and will highlight the ways in which technology empowered individuals and businesses to overcome obstacles over the past two years. Sessions will be hosted in partnership with Design Plus Business, Human Capital Club, and Healthcare and Life Sciences Club, and we'll explore this topic further You'll have the opportunity to engage with our corporate sponsors through a career fair, coffee chats, and a couple of alumni mock interviews. So you should definitely register on campus groups today, which I have already done. So with that, thank you, Tech Club, for sponsoring the episode today. And next up as a topic, nightlife in Ann Arbor. We already touched upon it a little bit with Bill's Beer Garden, but I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, what places do we like to spend our evenings and these days more indoor than outdoor probably? Yeah. Well, I just have memories of last year of, you know, York, which is right there by Woodbury Gardens. Yes, yes. Uh, Great place. Phenomenal patio. That was a great place during COVID because they had great sort of separated seating. They had fire pits. So even when it was really cold, we all just bundled up and got to sit outside and get some of that 3D social engagement that maybe we were uh, missing a bit on Zoom. And then we've mentioned Holmes Brewery, of course. Those are probably two of my favorites. As a representative of the Michigan Business Social Association that puts on the weekly happy hours at Skeeps, it's a fun time on Thursday nights. It's great a great way to reconnect with classmates, especially right when it starts because it's less crowded. You can actually hear one another. There's a very distinct time that everyone decides <laughs> now it's the time for us to head out. And I think we all generally abide by that because then it's sort of flooded with a sea of undergrads and they crank the music up and like... <laughs> I don't know, to 13, but it's been a fun tradition that is one that you speak to any Ross alum and they will ask, have you been to Skeeps? Um, yeah. Scorekeepers. Yeah. Chorting yes, to Skeeps. Yes. <laughs> there are probably are a lot of people that don't know that Skeeps is actually called Scorekeepers. Yeah. Like a lot of people just assume that the business is actually called Skeeps and then they should go up and they're like, wait, why does it say Scorekeepers here? So I would say that from a an Ann Arbor nightlife perspective, whatever you're looking for, you can find it. So if you want to go to a nightclub-esque or you want to go out and kind of stay up till whenever, you got options. Maybe filled with undergrads to Eric's point, but like you got plenty of options. I know there's a lot of friends that 
we'll go and do like a night in Detroit. Um, Detroit obviously has a lot of really good restaurants and bars and kind of nightclubs, et cetera. You know, to be honest, like my personal take is that if I can't hear what you're saying, you're two feet away from me, then like I'm not, I don't need to be there. So <laughs> I am much more in the like, go sit down at a brewery and have a conversation with somebody than screaming how your night is or how recruiting's going at, you know, even at like eight. So which sometimes can happen is keeps depending on how many people show up beforehand. But I think for me, I, um, some of the breweries I mentioned earlier are just like some of my favorite spots just to go. And sometimes, you know, honestly, it's not as much as it's not uh, necessarily out and about, but like a good house party is mm-hmm. never a bad time either. Just connecting with friends, like hanging out, just chit-chatting. Those can be a, a lot of fun too. But I actually have a funny story about, we call it Dom's, but it's actually like Casa Dominic's, I think is the actual love right. that name. Place. So it is like catty corner basically to the Ross Business School for those that that have not heard of it before. But last year, so we're driving with my parents around. And meanwhile, separately, they hadn't met yet, but both of my parents were actually at the University of Michigan in the 80s for essentially like a stats camp as part of their PhD program. Wow. Wow. So they both were here at different iterations. And my mom was talking about this like old house that had like looked kind of pink. And she was just describing this place. And she's like, it was this weird bar. I'm not sure like if it's still around. And we're driving past Ross. And I was like, I think I know what you're talking about. And so of course we just turned left. She's oh my God, it's still here. <laughs> and so of course Dom's was unfortunately closed for most of last year. And so this summer when they came back, we went to Dom's, had a pitcher of margarita, which they're very well known for. And I was just talking to my mom and I was like, is this how you, is this exactly what it looked like? She's like, it's not changed at all. Huh. So it's good to know that even, you know, 40 years ago, it is exactly the same and still serves like the same margaritas and the same type of atmosphere and some things haven't changed. So that's been really fun to go there. Yeah. Uh, great spot, like tons of seating, both indoor and outdoor, but really funny moment for my parents that they like both went there individually and then it's still sitting there and hasn't changed at all over a long time period. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of the alums I talked to before coming, what the first thing he said was like, okay, p- take a piece of paper, write it down. You're going to get sangria at Dom's. And I'm like, wow. Okay. If he remembers that and that only like that must be good. And it was worth it. Yeah. Definitely been probably the place I've been the most. No kidding. Semester. Oh, um, got to take advantage. It's closing yeah. for the season, so is it gets really? To, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Dang. So yeah, it gets too cold. Uh, but they're always very accommodating. If you want to do like part of their building, privatize it for an event. So like I, we've definitely done some section events over there as well. Like nice, good times always. Yeah. You know, as I'm thinking about some other places that uh, you know, again, more so have gone to recently. One place that's really started to bubble up among MBAs is Cirque. And they have karaoke on the top floor, and that has been a huge hit for folks. But sort of like across the street from Cirque, and please feel free to jump in if you care to share more excitement about Cirque, Babs Underground, there are a couple of speakeasy-ish type bars in Ann Arbor that I will say I was not expecting. It's like that place, it's the last word, it's nightcap. They're not all truly sort of speakeasies, but they all are sort of this more, you know, they've got the sofas, they've got the jazz music playing, they've got, you know, just like really well-made cocktails that are, you know, it's much more of what you were saying, Taylor. It's the sit down and chat for a long time about this, that, and the other. Yeah, It's less the like sort of aggressiveness that can be skeeps towards the end of the night. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I actually, so I had to look at pictures to confirm it was what I was thinking. I have been to Babs before. We went over the summer and actually just shot pool for a couple hours and was a ton of fun. But like to your point, like when you walk through like the first stair level, I think you like think you're going into like a mall or like an office building. And then it's like down the stairs and you're kind of like, where am I going? And then all of a sudden it like turns out to be this like really nice, like kind of bar area. 
that if I remember correctly, had really good cocktails to your point. So to that point, you can, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. And there are enough people that are looking for different types of experiences within the MBA class, probably with even within your friend group on a given night, that you're going to find the right people and the right situation for you to go have as much fun or have a really like still a fun night, but just maybe a little bit calmer night. So it just totally depends. But I feel like there's like just plentiful of options depending on what you're looking for. Yeah, speaking of underground bars and Cirque, I recently discovered a good friend of mine was having a birthday party there. Cirque has an underground cocktail bar called Root. You're kidding. Oh, no way. If you, at the entrance, instead of going up the stairs, go left, and then there's little stairs down, and there's a cocktail bar just right there. Holy cow. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Ann Arbor has so many well-kept secrets, I feel. I'm still (laughs) discovering new places every day. It's such a good place to just go out and have fun. Yeah, Definitely. A point that I sort of want to zoom out to, to hit for prospective students who are, you know, you're maybe thinking about, you're working on your applications potentially, maybe you've applied, maybe you're thinking like, what would it be like to live in Ann Arbor? Um, you know, at least from a uh, so public notoriety, according to livability.com, Ann Arbor was just ranked number two best place to live in America, which Look is really that. exciting. Uh, and in part sites, you know, it's the sort of like, vibrancy of a college town where there are great lectures, there are great performances, mm-hmm. those sorts of things happen. Trevor Noah spoke virtually last yep. year, which yep. is really cool. Is actually interviewed by one of our classmates. But then there's, you know, a vibrant entrepreneurship scene. There's a lot of, quite a bit of venture capital that exists around here. And, you know, things like Duo Security, which is our VPN for, yep. you know, logging into the University of Michigan website. So, trying to bring this all together like there are some cool places and at least for me and and i'm going to turn this question to you guys here in a second is it's felt like this has been a really interesting place to certainly grow personally grow professionally but anything i've been interested in i could probably find someone who might know something whether they live here in ann arbor or it's because we're all attracted to this place for school. I'm curious, as your take, you know, as we start to wrap up the episode here soon-ish, what has been your sort of macro view of Ann Arbor? Because you think 10 years from now, mm. you think, what was Ann Arbor for you? Probably very much in theme with my earlier question. Like to me, I'm always going to think of it as the people that I met during MBA school and hopefully have lifelong friendships with. But I think ultimately to your kind of where you were going what I love about Ann Arbor and the surrounding area is it it has something for everybody. So if you're super outdoorsy and you want to go hiking and you want to be outside and you want to go and explore new areas, you got that. If you're like, man, I love sports. I want to totally become the biggest Michigan fan in the entire world. <laughs> we got you covered. If you're like, you know, I kind of just want to go around different coffee shops and kind of just relax and read a book and not talk to anybody. Like, we got you covered. And then those aren't all separate people. There are people that are kind of in multiple of those groups. But we have, I think, all the different aspects. You want to go crazy out at night and, like, be up till 3 a.m. every night. Like, you can do that. And you're going to find people that are going to all have similar interests that are going to be willing to go do that so you're not ever doing it by yourself. And so I just, I think from that perspective, it's been a great opportunity to grow and explore and to see new things, but to experience it with new people too, like, going to the cider mills with people, going to apple picking with people. Like you're building those relationships while you're doing things that are also fun that is, you know, a new adventure for you as well. So I think I will always look back at this time, hopefully, especially as, you know, Eric and I are getting close to graduate, unfortunately, (laughs) as 
just a good opportunity for, especially for my wife and I, to go to a new city that neither of I have ever lived in before and kind of start our lives all over again. Like we didn't know anybody going into the MBA program. Like we knew a few people here and there, but to truly kind of start over and make new friends and explore a new city while doing that and, you know, try to be a little more adventurous, which I'm not the most adventurous person sometimes when it comes to that type of scenario. So it's been great to kind of push myself outside of my comfort zone and, and try new things. So I think that's from my perspective, at least from the kind of more broad Ann Arbor scene. Nice. Yeah, I'll echo that. I think for me, Ann Arbor is a quintessential college town and is very much like what I wanted from my business school experience. So hence the reason I chose Ross. <laughs> yeah. But it has so much more to offer. And even like my wife and I, we've been pretty careful and, and conservative when it comes to COVID and indoor activities. But even then, there's we have had our hands full with activities. Just there's always something going on and always something that you can look forward to. So yeah. Definitely has gone over my my expectations. I'll put it that way. Good. That's good to hear. I, I think I'd echo that. And I guess I realized one of the things I forgot to mention of my favorite things to do in Ann Arbor is I am a have become a much bigger golfer now that I've been oh, here. Oh, of course. How did you miss and that? I can't. Yeah. I played many, way too many <laughs> golf rounds in May. And, uh, you know, the University of Michigan golf course is spectacular. It was designed by the same designers, Alistair McKenzie, who created Augusta National, where the Masters is played. So if you're a golfer, Michigan is a great golf state and Ann Arbor is a great golf town. So I should mention that as well. But same thing, you know, to sort of echo both of you, like what a place to be able to grow as a person, to meet new people. We're all here because of this experience, which I think is maybe a cool difference from Ann Arbor versus Chicago and New York, uh, Los Angeles, because everyone's here for the same reason. And for that reason, people tend to be around. They want to invest in this. And if you do crave the city life, Chicago's four hours away. Detroit is a short drive away. And there's a lot of amazing things in Detroit too. So yeah. I think Ann Arbor's been a great place to be. I was actually talking to a couple of classmates about this the other day. And I think some of the aspect of what i I actually believe that the Ross community is as close as it is in terms of kind of tightness of the group. I think partly because of where we're located, because, you know, reality is there are more things going on in Chicago on a given night than there are in Ann Arbor. That's, I mean, that's just a fact. Let's not, we're not going to hide that. And so I think because of that, you could say there's, you could look at it as there's less things to do, but I think a look at that as there's more concentration of what to do. So you're doing like those maybe smaller amount of events with more people then if you're living in a big city, like you're all going all over the place. Plus it helps that like we all kind of live within the same like mile radius of each other, <laughs> yes. which I think is a big aspect of it. But I do think that's part of why the Ross community is so close because for the most part, people do stay here in Ann Arbor most weekends and spend time with each other and like take advantage of whether it's football or other aspects. And so I think there is an aspect of Ann Arbor culture, so to speak, or activities that I do think blends in with why the Ross community is as tight as it is, maybe compared to some other business schools, et cetera, um, which I think makes it kind of part of why it's a great place to go to school. Yeah. Maybe the last question for you both, any advice you'd give to a prospective student, put yourself in their shoes right now as they're thinking about what would my life be like in Ann Arbor? What advice would you give, say, if they're thinking, okay, I kind of want to I might want to go to Michigan Ross and I'm thinking about what it means to live in Ann Arbor. What advice might you give them? That's a great question, Eric. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like, you know, this probably isn't what you want to hear. Like this isn't the way you're going, but I, I just think to me, like the location's an important part of the picture, you yeah. know, right? But I think to me, like I was pretty location agnostic when it came to school. Like I was looking for the right school for me and wherever the location was, it was a location. Like it didn't, 
don't say it didn't matter to me, but like I wasn't, I know some people, like I have some good friends that went elsewhere that were like, I can't do another Midwestern winter being in Indianapolis. And I was like, that's fine. Like I'm from the Midwest. So I don't, to me, I was just <laughs> like, whatever it is. It's a normal day in the neighborhood for us. So I think from that perspective, my advice would be to like find the program that fits you best and certainly do your homework on like the housing air opportunities, like where people, what people do on the weekends, et cetera. But I do think that the people make the experience better. And so if you find that you, that you get along really well with the Ross community and that you see yourself fitting in this community, I promise you that you're going to find fun things to do on the weekends and when you're not in class that we probably didn't even mention today. Yeah. So I think from that perspective, the location is not going to determine your MBA experience, but the MBA experience could determine your location, so to speak, if that makes sense, or influence the location. So I think that's kind of how I would answer that is find the right program for you and the location and all that other aspect of it will work itself out. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have concerns, like talk to people. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was like, oh, where's Michigan actually on the map? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I talked to some people that loved it and were very raving about Ann Arbor. And I have to say they weren't wrong. Like I love it now too. So yeah, maybe do that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mine, mine would be having that open mind that like every place is going to be what you make it. That's, you know, kind of blending both of what you both just said. And so, um, you know, would advise not to turn a place away just because of the location, but, you know, of course, teach their own. But it's been a wonderful place for us, and I will be sad to leave in, you know, next summer when I ship off to Washington for my job. Um, oh, you'll be back for a game or two. Oh, yes, yeah. Whether it's for a game, probably for a game, but also just to come see it in the fall or spring, I guess. It's been a great place. All right. And so that wraps us up today. Uh, so I want to thank both Eric and Thomas for joining us today. And Business Beyond Usual is brought to you by the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. Today's episode was produced by myself, Taylor Clark, Thomas DeClerc, and Eric Hoffenbeck. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Christina Weiberg, and Eric Hoffenbeck. Thanks to Jonah Brockman, who did our editing today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go blue. And this is Business Beyond Usual. Business Beyond Usual.